Welcome to another Viriel USA podcast. This is a rather special one because we we have uh, two guests today. We have Robin Stacy joining us from England. Hello, Robin. Hello. And we have uh, Julian joining us from Norway. Hello, hello. Hello. And uh, if you've been following our um, discussions on the website, you probably mm-hmm. realize that Robin and Julian are um, are friends, but are also have different opinions sometimes about things like our coach and how we're playing and things like that. But um, which is part of the reason why I wanted to have them. But also the last time I had Robin on, we were much more optimistic, I think, than than we now are. Is that right, Robin? <laughs> or you yeah, still- I'm, I'm scared to even talk in this one because I imagine that we've got even worse after. <laughs> it seems every time I talk, we go downhill, uh, and I'm the positive one. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, hopefully that'll change. So yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, great. I mean, it's it's been um, it, it's just not been the best few weeks for Virial, either for the first team or for the second team, for that matter. Um, and I think the, unfortunately, as we sort of thought with the Celta match, um, Julian, you said you had drawn the parallel before then to us losing to Celta last year and, um, and Kaleha then being fired. And how do you feel about that parallel after the first part came true? Well, uh, I I don't know. I never. I wasn't that confident um, after uh, the loss that we had, like uh, the eyebrow loss, and then the loss after that against Mallorca. Mm-hmm. So I was uh, I was thinking, hmm, how funny it would it be like if it happened again? If he lost to Celta again, and then he gets sacked. But uh, he didn't get sacked for now. But we'll see how long that will last. Well, I think the thing, I, the Mallorca match, I sort of give the team a bit of a pass. I, maybe I shouldn't, but I mean, the way that the early laughable penalty came down and everything, yeah, I think was, you know, I don't know that that one I felt a whole lot about, but certainly against Avar, we did not play well on the road. Mm. Yeah, we dominated um, Athletic Club at home and everybody, I think, went away from that feeling like we should have gotten three points. And, yeah, that's fair enough. But against Celta, we just didn't seem to have um, – we did not seem to have our our um, usual sort of um, usual sort of game. And I think the thing that is – seems to be worrying to me anyway, and I'd like to see what you guys think about it, is that – it doesn't seem as though we have an ability to win a match if we don't get a really good game from one or two players in particular. It's like if Santi has an off day or if Gerard has an off day, we don't seem to be able to recover from that. Does that is that a fair statement? Robin, you can go if you want. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be hard to tell. Um, yeah, I, th- I think so. It, it's a hard one with with Celta in general. I, I always I'm scared of them no matter what kind of situation they're in. They're, I always think, but they're they're so similar to us, and it's exactly the same in the sense that like we have we are we are a fantastic squad and a great team and stuff. But again, our best players are Gerard and and uh, and Santi really. Uh, obviously, we've got Pau Torres and Raul Albiol in, in, in defence there, and their, their quality as well. But then it just felt like 
the same same with Celta that you know if they had they had Aspas and they had Denis Suarez and they both had a fantastic game and came against us so it was it's, it's sort of very hard to judge but yeah no I agree and, and in terms of Ibar definitely I thought we 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 didn't deserve to win that game Mallorca I suppose we were quite hard done by by the refereeing decisions in that one and then Celta I was I, I was just I was just generally worried I think the problem that I found and I realised this afterwards as well was our, our formation in that game. He, I, I think he got it completely wrong, and I'm definitely going to agree with Julian on this one. It was, um, I think, from my reading of it, I didn't realise that we'd switched in the sense that we got Ebora was kind of hold, holding midfield, and then you had Santi and and Zambo in front of them. And I, it's mm-hmm. better to have Zambo and Ebora there and then Cazola in front of them. And I think that's when Cazola has an off game when he feels like he has to go back a bit. Whereas if you've got those two behind him, then he feels safe enough to kind of go forward and do the risky stuff. So that was my general impression of the game, but it was a, it was a hard one to judge, I think. Julian, what what do you think about about it? About the match against well, Celta, and about generally the fact that we seem to be relying on one or two players to provide the magic. Well, the thing is, I before I thought maybe Kaleja, you know, he learned something and he he. Uh, that these these performances that we got uh, good performances uh, that it was because of his tactical um, decisions. But uh, more and more, I feel like it's it's so on, it's like Moreno carrying this team. It's uh, if Moreno has off day, maybe Sante has a good day. But when neither one of them don't do anything, then he doesn't have anything. Like he doesn't know what to do. Um, if things don't work out, he just keeps trying to like implement his ball position. And uh, the Celta match, we the last time they won away was against us one year ago. So, mm-hmm. so it's like we should be able to, we should have been able to beat them. To be honest, it's just the way he sets up his team, and um, the way he just focuses heavily on just having ball position. Without any clear ideas, clear um, way of playing, just in, like he doesn't know anything besides having ball possession, and he gambles way too much. Like in second half, instead of like waiting, he just pushed all in, um, sobbing off Ibora, who was on yellow card, but he was at least uh, making the team more balanced. And as soon as he went off. They just went through our midfield, and you can't do that when you have Punis Mori as a defender. It's just way too shaky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's an interesting substitution. I mean, I I understand it with him being on a yellow, but it didn't. It, it I guess it didn't seem to me that it it really solved it. It created a problem that wasn't there before. Yeah, and, and that um, was um, it's always hard, you know, when you when you are behind um, or you're or you're chasing the game to know how long to wait to make a big change. But I was really surprised that that change happened quickly, and yeah. the other changes happened very late. It it, it was mm. an odd, it was an odd thing, but I think. The comment about the formation was right because watching the game, it seemed to me that um, part of the problem was we had a lot of players forward 
um, Zombo was was playing more advanced than usual, and that you know that that just isn't really a, that's not really the role that we were envisioning for him, and it you know I, I'm still not con- convinced how much of this is Calejo's fault and how much of it is the is the way that the team is constructed, but it seems like we have a lot of players who are better going forward than they are defending, regardless of when they're playing. But uh, wouldn't you agree that uh, the way this team is set up and the players that's playing for this team is because Kaleja wanted these players? It's not like they just randomly or that the uh, rig decided to buy some boys, Kaleja, who wanted these players. So, like, how can you not, uh, like, give, like, blame at least some of it? Yeah. uh, Like, Pena, he wanted Pena. Yep. Sambu, he wanted Sambu. So it's like, it's his players that he, like, he could have got, for me, uh, I don't know, uh, Sambu, for example, I'm not 100% convinced about him. He's, he's good. He shows some flashes. He's good dribbler, but he, he's, uh, he's a little bit, uh, I don't know if he's lazy, but he doesn't work a lot defensively. Like, he does sometimes, uh, but it's just burst, burst of, Defensive work, and yeah. that's it. And offensively, he, his passes are not that good. Like, he dribbles, okay, he does one good thing, and then he gives away or he passes back and stops the attack. And then, yeah, very timid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like he's, I don't know. Like, uh, I watched the uh, Pulgar, the guy we were linked to, and, um, <laughs> I think that guy would have been a much better player to have in the middle because he works his ass off, runs back, defends, and have watched his ratings mm-hmm. on who scored and some highlights of him. And he would have been like a perfect uh, um, partner for uh, Ibarra, for example, in the middle. Mm-hmm. But, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a, I'm kind of in sort of two minds. I, I understand with the, with the signing things. I, I personally, I, I like Zambo, and I know that that defense, when he's playing that defensive mid position, yeah. it's a hard one to judge because in that position you're never really judged well. It's like you could, it's just like the same with Abora. You can kind of say it's, it's a similar with him as well. It's just like you're, you're sort of underrated as as a player, and you don't really notice that what he does off the ball. It's the running round and the marking thing when it comes mm. to that defensive midfielder role. It's like. It's like Busquets for Barcelona. It's like you never really think of Barcelona. You think, oh, Busquets was the best player. It's the same with, same when we had Rodri for like Man City. It's just like these players are not appreciated until mm. we sort of do a bit, a bit of highlights afterwards or you, you notice at the end of the season think, oh yeah, that can, we, that player really held it together. It's like, and especially in the England squad, when you look at the England squad, it's like Jordan Henderson as well. As much mm. as I don't like him very much, but he is a defensive midfielder and he covers things off the ball as well as on the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, right, right back situation again. I, th- I think yeah, that was a decision. Um, and it, but these two positions were needed. We need we needed players. I think the one that slightly surprised me was like it was great to see Moy Gomez come back and Antiveros. I was thinking about this the other day. I think those two players were probably signed in, in the understanding that Samu was probably going to be snatched up by someone, and then they wanted kind of th- these wingy sort of players to kind of come in and cover him. Mm-hmm. And I think that's in a sense has kind of caused a kind of a paradox in a sense because Sisamu was still there. And I, I was very, very surprised to see him play on the left wing. I, I, I admired the idea of it, but I, I would never have played him on the left wing. 
because especially when we got the sort of such frailties at left back, mm. having a defend, having a left winger like that who can't defend, like I've seen children defend better than him. No offense to him, but like, he's, um, yeah. I think that was a completely wrong decision from Kayeka. Really, I would have put Moy straight away if I known that we had. Sorry, the left back. I can never pronounce his name properly, so I don't want to right. upset him. Um, oh, but yeah, I think that was a frivolity thing. But um, yeah, it, it, I agree. I'm confused. I was slightly confused by the the, the signings that we did. Um, but I, I, I'm 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 not. I, I think Zambu is quite quite good, and I think he's better. And he, he's quite good off the ball. I, I think in the market we might look for someone at the end of the summer. I, I can't see us signing him full time because he is on loan, isn't he? Yeah, um, yes, and I'm loan from Fulham, and I think the purchase option is quite large. So I'm, I'm not, yeah, I'm not seeing like 25 million or something. Oh, it's more than that. It's I can't see us spending that amount of money on him unless they let him go. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I, um, and of course I don't know. You know, you never know what what negotiations went on with other players that didn't come to fruition either. You know. You, yeah, we don't know that. You really don't know. Um, <laughs> But we I signed think, a lot last season, didn't we? So I imagine there was slightly less in the budget. Although I'm, I'm happy with kind of relatively what we signed. One signing that I think would be great, and I don't know if this will ever happen, but it'd be great to see Alexi Garcia come back. He'd be great in that role, that defensive midfielder role. You know, the guy from who's gone to Man City. Uh, he's not exactly getting any game time. Great to see yeah. him back. Yeah. yeah, played for Girona for a little bit from alone yeah. from Man City. Yeah. Yeah, Garcia it would be. I would like to see him come back too. Um, the question, though, it, I mean, it does seem as though we are sort of sliding back toward where we were last year. Though, I mean, when I look at the Celtic game, I kind of it's like, yeah, um, it's another one of those games where we played better for long stretches, but then individual errors um, killed us. And I, it worries me when I see things like, you know, when you don't cover the other team's leading scorer off a, <laughs> off a dead ball situation. Um, defending. Hmm? Yeah. That was appalling defending that one. It really was. I completely agree with Harvey on that one. Yeah. And that's the thing that I think is concerning to a lot of us. And, and, and I, I mean, I think that thinking about Kaleha, I think we knew that you would, you know, you, he's learning on the job, um, in a lot of ways. And I think we were, we were prepared to accept that as long as we saw progress. And I think the first, you know, eight or nine games of the season, it felt like we did. And lately, this, the last, um, three or four, where, or whatever it is, we seem to be slipping back. And the question really, I think, is can he, can he write the ship? Because the last time we really didn't give him a chance to do that. We, you know, we fired him when he was in the midst of a, of a, a bad streak. Um, we brought him back later and, and he, he did better. But, you know, I think it's, I was really hoping we would win against Celta because I think that would have given us a much better feeling about him. And I, and so we're making too much out of one game. I don't know, but, um, it just that feels to me as though um, we now have this sort of open question again, where I think if we had if we had defeat, defeated Athletic Bilbao and if we had defeated Celta at home, um, we'd be saying, oh, yeah, we're, everything's fine. We're on we're on what, 23 points and everything's great. So, you know, 
are we reading too much into a game or two? I don't know. Um. <laughs> it's been uh, it's been like four or five matches now, though. I don't like uh, it's not uh, like uh, and this is how this happened also last season and the season before that when he came, it was always the same issues: defensive, defense. Mm-hmm. It was like mm-hmm. he like. <laughs> I would have, like I would have like accepted him if he worked on it. If like if he if we saw some changes in defense or if we saw some structural def- uh, changes or if like let's say I don't know if you watched the clips on YouTube of the practices. Do you have you guys seen those? Like the short clips. Yeah, I've seen a bit. Yeah. 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 Like ninety percent of those clips, there's only passing, passing, passing. I never see them defending or never see them working on def- uh, like corners, free kicks. It's always the same. Type of practices like uh, short passes. That's quite, and quite boring to watch, though, isn't it? Maybe yeah. they don't put that in the clip. <laughs> no, it's like two minutes clips, so you just see they don't show everything, but you just see the same type of practices. And I wonder, do they actually work on any defensive? Like, do they work on, or are they just heavily relying on um, keeping the ball as a way of defending? That's like the way. Mm. I'm thinking maybe he just focuses so much of keeping the ball that he, that way they won't be worried so much about defending. Mm-hmm. And yeah. when they when they don't have the ball, especially in away games, we see how much they panic when they can't control the match. They everyone makes mistakes. Suddenly everyone becomes shaky, and that's a sign that they don't feel comfortable when. When they have to defend, so I don't know. That's uh, every away match is the same. I feel like, like no matter how bad or, t- or good a team is, we don't know how to deal with pressure. And before, like with Marcelino, at least uh, we didn't have so much ball position, but we defended as a team, and we always had people, players, wingers, tracking back, covering. Now it's like uh, Pena, if he gets out-muscled, okay, bad for him. Now the Albiol has to cover for him instead of the winger coming down and cover for him. And it's just, mm-hmm. yeah. I agree with that. It's like, the, I've never understood the wing-back the wing back thing. Like Marcelino, it's like exactly what you said, and I completely agree. I think he was a fantastic manager. Um, mm. Whatever happened, happened, but I, I still think he was absolutely quality. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I agree. It's like the, a prime example of that is Mario Gaspar as well, because you look at him mm. in the Marcelino years. He was absolutely pacing. I know he's slightly older now, but he was absolutely bombing down that, that down that right wing, and then he was tracking back, and he was a solid defender. So it's clearly obvious, and he got called up to the Spanish squad that year as well, based on yeah. his defender. So Marcelino made him that right back. Um, but yeah, I agree. So the the the, the wing back position, I think it should be defenders really, because I think we've got we've got the quality wingers up there to do the crosses and that sort of stuff. Like support, yeah, maybe up to the, about the halfway line, but they're they're going well and truly past the wingers. And if the wingers aren't prepared to track back, then it's going to mm-hmm. open up holes mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. avenues. Um, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm remembering when we had um, players like Samuel Castillejo up front. I mean, he would track back and really try to work hard and win the ball. And, and that was yes. something that he improved on over the couple of years he was with Villarreal. Uh, yeah, but he spent most of the time on the floor half the time. Like, <laughs> <It's not laughs> he hasn't seen anyone dive so much in my life. It's like, it's like David Becker with no muscle. Yeah. Well, not that David Becker ever had that much muscle, but you know what I mean? He was on the floor more than he was standing up. <laughs> Especially that first, the first year, it looked like a st- piece of, uh, you know, a strong wind would blow him over. He did get... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I know... 
Um, but he made his hair look great. <laughs> yeah. But he was, but he was so, you know, but we had players who would track back and work really hard to win the ball back. And yeah, I just now it, it just feels like the team is so unbalanced that it's like we almost have a, um, you know, the two, um, center backs are really the two defenders and everybody else is trying to control the ball up front. And then if we lose it running like hell to get back, um, it just, it just, it doesn't seem like we have a, we have a, as good a game plan as, as, as we used to. And I'm, and regardless of the formation, whether it's 4141, you know, 4231, 433, whatever, it doesn't, it seems like that, that same fundamental imbalance is still there to me. Yes. Yes. That's, that, that I can agree with, uh, 100%. That's, it doesn't matter. Kalecha, I think Kalecha thought the problem was lack of good defenders. So he bought all be all. And, and he brought back Pau, and we still have the same issues. So it, it's not about the players anymore. It's the way they are set up in the formation, or the way he lack of setup or lack of um, um, structure in defense. That's the problem. And one thing that you mentioned uh, about Samu improving, uh, can you guys mention like have you guys um, have there been any player? Under Kaleja, who has improved, like we can see, like tremendous improvement from the day Kaleja went became as a coach till now. Can we, like, can you guys n- mention one player who has improved under Kaleja? I, I would say Jared Moreno. After last season and this season, I think it's got better, and um, that might be because Santi Cazorla's changed. But I think Gerard's got better when they moved him over to the right, the right wing sort of thing. Um, right wing. Yeah, um, he, wasn't, he was good at Espanol. It wasn't like he yeah. he was bad in Espanol, yeah. was he? But he had that first season with us where he was absolutely, you know, he just like we were just worried like where the player had yeah. gone. So. Yeah, um, he's he's better this season. Um, but yeah, I agree. I don't think there's, there's a, there isn't a massive amount of improvement. The squad's changed quite a lot, I suppose, since the first season he took over. But, uh, sorry, do you think? Do you do think that we're better? Do you think we're slightly better defensively with Pau Torres and Raul Albiol as, as the defenders, or do you think that we haven't improved at all, even with those two additions? Because is from what I can see, with, with Albiol coming in, I think there's a bit bit more direction, a bit more captaincy than when we had Alvaro and Ruiz, who kind of just looked very, very clueless, and they weren't yeah, they ready were to kind of control anyone. Whereas I think Albiol, I, I know we've had our disagreements about Albiol, like you, you weren't necessarily keen on signing him in the first place, um, mm. But in general, I think he he has improved the squad just in terms of like captaincy and sort of instructing players and stuff. Again, yes. but defensively, I don't think we're much stronger. I think he's just better at directing players as a centre-back role. I think um, his for, positioning is good. I think his positioning is better than than um, either Ruiz or Alvaro, certainly. Um, and, that, and that has helped, and it's really helped Pal, who's, you know, learning from somebody with a lot of experience. One of the things I think we saw against Celta was that without, um, without Albiol in there, you know, um, Funes Mori is not somebody who Powell is going to learn from. Um, and that doesn't even learn from himself. <laughs> <laughs> so he never learns. <laughs> yeah. So there's, so I, there's, I did see rumors that he might be leaving us in the, in, well, I think KF had denied it, but I did see rumors that he might be leaving. I imagine yeah, he's quite the time he is on the pitch, but. 
Yeah, yeah well, he's linked to a Mexican club. Like uh, he, he has a brother, a twin brother, who plays in Mexico, and uh, that club is, uh, uh, or he, they want him apparently. Wow. Okay. Well, let's try. So, we're, we're all silently hoping there. We're not saying anything, but all three of us probably hope it goes. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that means spoiler. we have three defenders then. If we, if he leaves, then we have Paul, Albiol, and Mario. So we have to buy, like, a non-defender if he leaves. Well, yeah. we could call, we could call Alvaro back from Marseille. He's only on loan, isn't he? But I don't know how much he would play. I haven't looked into him in a while, but maybe, maybe he would be quite good as a kind of reserve, or maybe <laughs> quite, well, he was, quite well alongside yeah, Albiol. He was injured, I know. I don't, I think he's back playing again, though. But, but but they apparently love him in Marseille. I mean, I think I think he's got. If I remember right, his deal was that if, if he played a certain number of games, then then it would be converted to a purchase. And I think he's probably going to get there. But hmm. let's let's take a brief break because I want to come back and talk about um, sort of the squad. We've talked about some of the players that are playing, but I want to talk about some of the ones that aren't. So take a brief break, and we'll be right back. <coughs> Okay, so your comment about Tunis Mori, I mean, let's let's also give him some let's be realistic. Here's a guy who hasn't been on the pitch for what, fourteen games and suddenly is called on to start and play ninety minutes against Celta. And I think this is the other thing that I'm that I uh, want to talk about with Kaleha is sort of the are we are we making the most use of all of our roster when we seems like we have the same 11 plus the same first two substitutes every time? I mean, what do you, what do you think about how, how we've used players so far? You you go ahead this time, Julian. (laughs) Oh, okay. 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 Um, well, first of all, I'm like a big fan of Caceres. Like, uh, uh, I've been always like praising him. Before he was especially very good before he got injured. And then after his uh, injury and when he came back, he looked a little bit, I don't know, he didn't find the tempo. Uh, he was lacking. Something was lacking, but he, he always gave his, like, uh, he always gave everything on the pitch. And that guy, for me, should, should be in front of Trigueros, for example, or, and more, more Lanes. Defensively, because solely because he's a defensive midfielder, and that's what we are lacking, and we are struggling defensively. And I don't understand why he hasn't been given more mm-hmm. um, chances, especially this Celta match. He could easily come in for Ibarra, and and uh, and that way we could have some somewhat have balanced in the middle, have um, balance. Uh, um, he could have balanced out um, the, the the problems, um, but instead, uh, no, Moy Gomez in the middle, and that's yeah, Caseres. I would like Caseres more and more Lales in front of Trigueros. I don't, I don't have any. Uh, I don't think Trigueros is the same guy from two years ago, and Morales and Trigueros are the same type of players. Like mm. they have the similar style. And Morales is a bit more quicker on his feet than Trieros, so I will put him in front, but probably not from start. Uh, and now uh, the Javi, uh, the guy who today he said that uh, Caceres is struggling with back pain, so he won't be uh, able to uh, mm. play. 
Yep. So. Yeah, and you have some back problems, and Morlanus has had some issues too, but. Yep. Yeah. But it, it does seem, I mean, admittedly, we've only, you know, we're not playing in Europe, so you don't, you've only got one game a week most of the time, but I was, um, it, it's, it's, I was looking back at the matches we played, and we haven't had many opportunities where we could have subbed in a player like uh, Morvanis or, or Caceres if, you know, if, if he was healthy or, um, someone like that or Funes Mori to come in for, for Albiol or Powell, but we haven't done it. I mean, it just, <laughs> it just doesn't seem as though that enters into Kaleha's um, thought process. No, he, he, he always says that, oh, everyone will eventually get a chance to play, but he chooses the same lineup every week, week in, week out. When is he, when is he ever gonna use those players in cup games? That's it. Uh, Caceres is more important than just few cup game, uh, cup games, you know. That's mm-hmm. I don't. Mm-hmm. I I, f- I feel like I think my conspiracy is that he has fell out with Caceres. I think they had some arguments, and Caceres, we know he's not a guy who will not will shut up about it. I think he, he they had some argument, and then he doesn't believe. He, that's what I think. I don't see why he he won't use him more because he's not good enough. That's that's it. Does just doesn't make any sense. He can't be not good enough, and he can't. That's can't that can be his arguments. I don't know though. Well, I, I think I think something has happened as well. I think mm-hmm. last last season I, I'm a massive fan of Cascaris as well. I, I really really rate him as a player, and I think. He would be very much the future future for the club. I think we signed. It was a fair bit of money we gave for him for like a player that's that young. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it might have been down to maybe the yellow cards and the red tuck. No, just yellow cards last last season, but they were quite rash. I remember mm-hmm. rightly, he was quite strong in the tackle. He was always like very much ferocious, giving away for the <laughs> Mm-hmm. So I can understand that does frustrate uh, midfield, but then I, I like I said, I admire his spirit. He had tenacity. He was a really great player, and I was really happy when we signed him as well because I just thought he offered so much. I mean, I, I love playing defensive midfield. I play exactly like that. I'm an absolute terror, and it's such a nice, it's a good role to play. And I think you, you, you're going to end up with yellow, tackle, yellow cards and tackles and stuff, but that holds the play and slows it down. And mm-hmm. that's exactly what we needed to do in this game because we have been hit so hard with counter-attacking. We need a player that's willing to just throw himself in. Like, Ibora does it, but then it's just, it's just his long legs. So, um, mm-hmm. But, like, I really like Casca. I am also, although um, with Cascaris, yeah, definitely, I think there might be something going on. I mean, if he has got back pains, but back pain sounds like a quite a strange excuse, and it's the same strange time that he says it now. Exactly. And he didn't say it four weeks mm-hmm. ago. It's a bit suspicious. Yeah. Um, I suspect that Manu will probably step in. I hope Manu over Funes Mori or Moy Gomez, because I don't think Moy Gomez will be going in that position and Funes Mori. It's as attacking minded as he is. He's like David Luiz. He's so attacking minded that if he gets his defensive duties, so I, I don't think. But I, I, I am reassured by if Manu does play, um, just in the sense that I think, like, it's a strange comparison, but Zambo Nabora is very much similar to what Bruno was in that kind of role and that kind of defensive. Obviously, they're nowhere near the league that he was, but Manu played really, really well in the pivot when he had someone defensive in midfield. Last season, we tried to play Trigueros and Cascaras. And it didn't really work. And like we said, Trigueros was off form, 
But I think he is back now. That we had a brief game where I think we, we definitely won, and he had an assist, and he came on, and he had a really, he was really, really good. It was only for like thirty minutes, mm-hmm. something. But I, I do really, really rate Trigueros when he when he's when he's in form and stuff. And if he can get his form back, that'd be great. I do agree that he's very similar to Malenes, and I, I, it's, it's a strange way. I'm not really sure where he would play in the position because he's very similar in a sense to Casola as well. He's more of a sort of I wouldn't say he's a defensive midfielder, but then I wouldn't say he has the same attacking capabilities that, that Casola has, so it's going to cause a massive sort of headache in that midfield. I just hope he doesn't just rely on more Gomez, and I, I, I really like to see... i like to see Manu there, and I think he would he's the best alternative at the moment um, mm. with a bore out. It'd be interesting to see what happens. It really is. Um, I, I hope he plays Zambo and Trigueros and then Casola just in front and Trigueros, because Trigueros... And I know we said about his speed earlier, but then at the same time, he's got more strength than Merlin has uh, had, um, I think. He's, he's very good at holding on to the ball, and that, again, yeah, that's something that's that we, we, need, we needed there. We need someone to just hold on to the ball and slow it down, because Cazola, when he gets the ball, sort of goes backwards and turns and does all the dribbling stuff, and it's great. But Trigueros will hold on to the ball, and he won't panic like like a Bora can't do any of the attacking stuff, so he'll just play it backwards or sideways or, you know, and same with Zambu. But I think Trigueros is solid. He, he really is a solid player, and if he's back on form, I think this is a great opportunity for him to step in. Um, mm. But I, I agree with the, the rotation thing. I, I, I like to see more of the younger players. You know, he, he's all for the, the Cantera. You know, we got Moy Gomez back. Uh, you can see the club really want to push stuff. I, I'd love to say Leo Suarez back out there. He, he's a, he was a quality player when I saw him. I know he's had his injury, injuries yeah. and stuff, but he's, he's a he's really good player. Yeah. Um, you know, lightning on the wing. And if anything, he's probably a better defender. I don't know. It's a hard one, really. Again, it's the Samu who's just caused so much problems. Um, Samu does cause really a lot of problems. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think it's it's interesting though. I mean, I just th- to me, I wonder if I mean, being a head coach is hard. Being a head coach when you when you come up from the um, ranks of you know basically C team, even he hardly didn't even really coach the B team. So you're used to coaching teams where you're you're focused on player development. You're focused on um, and you're very much the boss, right? And I, I don't, I just wonder if, um, coaching a first team is different in the sense that you can't just, um, you can't just put the players that you like, you have to keep everybody happy to some degree. And I just wonder if that's something that, that we, um, that's happened in, in Caceres's case, certainly. I just wonder about that. I mean, you know, you don't know. And of course with Virial, um, you never really do because the team is very good at sort of keeping things in house. But, you know, I think we, um, I, I think it's fair to wonder if, if something's happened there. And I guess we'll find out in January. I mean, if we, if we start seeing some moves in January where a couple of these players that haven't been used are set on loan with options to buy or even sold mm-hmm. outright. I'm afraid, I'm afraid we will lose power sooner than we expect. Mm. I think, yeah, uh, I'm I think, that. I think a club like Arsenal and Emery, they, they have been linked with him and I'm afraid that we will lose him before we lose Samuel. And I don't know if it's going to be in January or in summer, but it's, if we play like this and, mm. and nothing changes, we, 
we might expect to lose uh, big players. What do you think, Robin? Uh, yeah, I, I agree. I think Pau Torres, you know, maybe if he hadn't got the Spanish call-up, I think he, we might be a bit more under the radar, but even then they were sniffing around him. The moment yeah. he had a couple of games, he, he's just... He stands out so well and he looks like, you know, you've got to think that people, people love young centre backs that kind of form, come out on the scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then people know that it's going to be a long time. So you invest your money in a centre back now that's going to be playing for you. Because a centre back role, most of the time you can, you, you can play way, you know, well into your late thirties um, as a centre back, especially <laughs> in Spain and Italy where it's kind of possibly less, less physical. Um, but yeah, I am, I, I do think we'll lose Pau Torres before we'll lose Samu. I think people are just waiting for us to develop somewhere better. Um, you know, obviously he, he shines and people are attracted to him, but I think his de- defensive capabilities will really, really sound him out and people won't want to sign him until he's managed to knack that. Um, it's like, it's like Eden Hazard. You, you can't, um, Eden Hazard had all these problems where he just didn't defend back. He learned to defend a bit under Mourinho and that's kind of how he, you know, got the Madrid court, you know, started to blossom from that, I think. So mm-hmm. I think it'll take another couple of seasons because Samu, he's only 19, isn't he? So he's, He's got a fair few years, I think, when he was, you know, he's not going to get into the Liverpool squad. He's not going to get into all these clubs that they've been linked to. So I think he's very much happy here to stay. I, I do think we probably need to keep him as a sort of super sub rather than starting him myself. Yes. Um, but yeah, if, if Powell does go, uh, I, I mean, I think that the price that we can get him from, we can easily get him for 60 million, I reckon. I mean, if we can put, get, I don't know, two quality centre backs within 30 million, that's pretty good. And then maybe a, a decent, I'd love to see a decent left back. That's what I like to, to sign. Albert Moreno, he's, he's, again, he's okay, but that's just ridiculous amount of injuries. And mm-hmm. uh, our current option is, is, mm-hmm. he's, he's great, but then you, you, you saw again that he saw his crossing was off. Uh, and he's, you know, I don't think he's defensively that strong. Um, so I, I like to, to just sign a really good left back and hopefully try and keep on, keep all the power Torres. If not, then sign a good defense, um, good centre back. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I'm, I completely agree. I'm scared to lose Pau Torres, really. I think we'll be in a right mess once he goes. Yeah, well, the, the cynic in me says that, uh, you know, if, if it's Emery that's interested in him, maybe if we just wait long enough, we can have Emery in uh, Villarreal. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think, I don't think you want him now. Oh, I, I don't think he can, but. I think he costs too much for us. I think he would. Yeah, thinking of the left back problem, though, you you made a a good point, Robin, that, um, you know, Jaume Costa, I think this is another case where it seemed like something happened um, late last year and in the summer that we, you know, he wanted to stay with the club. He said, I want to to spend another year here and make 10 years, get my little ceramic trophy or whatever, and, and uh instead he's playing for Valencia and apparently if if we believe our Valencian friend on the blog he's doing pretty well so yeah uh, i think it was it, it was that issue of like i i think he was he was exactly what we needed in the sense that and Kayeka wanted him to be that attacking wing back and he's not he's never really been that kind of no cross he's, he's, he? he's always been that that solid left back and that's what I think we need we need a solid left back and a solid right back that's going to stay be behind and realise defensively because uh, Alberto Moreno certainly isn't defensive minded and yeah. as we point out Albert isn't necessarily either so. well you know Costa was you know give him the nickname the battler because he was the guy who would always take that yellow card for you to break up the attack you know I mean but we're, we were saying we we needed he, he was definitely somebody who would always give his all out there and yeah, I kind of miss 
that we missed that. So, all right, well, we should, we should wind up here, but let me ask you, so we've got left, as I'm looking here, we have four matches in the league, two at home, two away, before the Christmas break. We're away at Valencia, home to Atletico Madrid, with Sevilla, and home to Hatafe. So my question for each of you is, that's 12 points on offer. How many do we get? And does Kaleha get to enjoy his Tyrone at Christmas? <laughs> or, will he, <laughs> or will he have been dismissed? Well, it'll be just in time for the summer break, won't it? So that'd be handy for him. Um, I, well, if, if I'm going, uh, I'd say six points. I think, uh, I think we'll win two and lose two. Um, and then it'll be just a hard, hard judgment to say at, at the Christmas break if we keep him. Uh, as I said in my comments, I, I, I'm not sure about getting rid of a manager midpoint. I, I never think it really works that well uh, unless you've got like a, unless there's a really inspiring manager or a manager you really want out there that can really invigorate the team for the second half of the season. Because yeah. once, once a manager goes, there's a lot of psychology there that, yeah. you know, even if he's not the best tactician or the best person, the players will know that if the manager goes and they're there at risk, so they either play their hearts out or they, or they just go in within their shell. Um, I, I could see, but then I think our club is more, is a lot more, I don't know, trusting, I suppose, in compared to the Premier League. But then at the same time, there's also a lot of clubs in similar situations that might lose their managers. So it might be an option to get some manager that, that is sacked. Again, I know we had the disagreement again about this on, on the comments thing, but I, I like to see Pellegrini back at the club. I don't know if we did because he's always said he never returns to the clubs that he's, he's formerly coached. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think he always, you know, like he, he could definitely get the best out of Cazola, couldn't he really? I mean, he's played under Cazola. Some, I mean, I can't remember if any of the other players have ever played under him, but um, I'd like to see Pellegrini back really. That would be, I mean, I can't see Marcelino ever coming back. Really, I think he had a major falling out. Although that was technically Matteo Mazzacchio's fault, even though he had he had a tantrum and then because he couldn't go off to AC Milan, and then obviously Marcelino was sacked, and then he still went off to AC Milan. So <laughs> I never really understood that decision. But I yeah. think he had a lot of the players. But I, I love to see Pellegrini back. Um, but then at the same time, I think I, I'd be worried if we let Kaleka go at the Christmas period. But I don't know. <laughs> uh, I'm just a lowly well, fan. <laughs> we already have the last year. Uh, you, you or somebody pointed out. You know, we basically went for a caretaker manager, and that didn't work at all. You know, the, mm. as you say, that when the when the coach was fired, the uh, we didn't see a whole lot of evidence of the players stepping forward. Um, I think our loss at Valencia was probably one of the worst games we played. Um, so. Yeah. You know, so, okay, so, so I'm gonna say, Robin, you're saying six points, that gives us 24 out of 18, at 18 matches, and we probably keep Kaleha, but this whole discussion keeps going on, sounds like. And Julian, what do you think? Uh, in the next four matches. Yep. Uh, okay, so Valencia away, Atletico home, Sevilla away, Getafe home. I'll say, um, my pessimistic answer will be two points. Uh, loss against Valencia, maybe draw against Atletico, lose against uh, Sevilla, and then a draw against Getafe. Yeah. So you, and, yeah. and so at 20 points, then do you make a change at the break? Yeah, and Kaleja is off. His, I don't think they, that's, that's what I want, but... Uh, 
you never know. I think Ruig, uh, he wants to give every um, chance to Kalecha to right. uh, sort this yeah. out. Yeah. Well, I, think, I think you make a good point, though, that um, taking the two of you together, that one, someone on Twitter made, and I don't remember who it was now, but the um, one of the key things in La Liga, especially given now that the league is much more balanced top to bottom than it was, is it's really critical to take to get wins at home, um, mm-hmm. and so you look at you know yeah if you if you draw against Atleti at home if you draw against Tatafe at home, that's you know those are teams that admittedly they're good teams but you're playing at home you should be getting wins there and I think that's the thing because we know especially as we were saying earlier with our um, team on the road we have a hard time doing well we have a hard time even getting draws we either win against a team that doesn't play well like Leganes or we lose because we don't have the um, we we don't fare well and when the other the home team wants to control things and press us so you know I yeah I'm kind of um I think probably I would go sort of in the middle I would say maybe like uh, maybe we get. I don't know. I'll say we've got six points somehow, and I think we probably still have this conversation. I guess I'm going to kind of agree with Robin, but I think maybe that's us trying to still be more optimistic in some ways. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's, story, it's not just my football life; it's in my general life that sometimes I'm over over uh, over positive about over, life. You know, about positive about there might be eventually be some sun. Uh, there might actually eventually be a sun in England. Um, <laughs> you know, just, just general <laughs> life. Um, that is why right. I moved to Spain to find the sun. So, um, but yeah. But just in manager options, then, uh, who, who would you two like? Who, who could you see? I mean, obviously there's dream, dream managers. Uh, dream, then, yeah, like, okay. Or sort of, who would you think would actually suit us? Keep, let's keep, keep in mind that if you, if you wait and make a, um, the, the guy I would actually like is at Levante, <laughs> but you can't get him in mid-year, right? No. I mean, no. that's the thing. Exactly. But I, I would love to see, to see Paco come and manage Virion. Mm-hmm. I think, I mean, I, I, you know, I'm going to stay away from the Pellegrinis and Emerys and people like that because I don't think we would pay for them. And I don't think in Pellegrini's case, he would come back anyway. Mm-hmm. So if he, if he wasn't willing to come back when things mm-hmm. have happened before now, I don't think he'd be willing to come back. But, you know. so I would say somebody like, um, like, uh, like Paco, but I mean, mid season, I'm not sure who we, um, mid-season, who was fired by Watford that coached us, our B team, uh, Javi Gracia? Maybe him. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. B team, though, that's, that's where we got Kaleka. So he might be in the same situation that we are, um, now. Yeah, but he's, uh, he's coached a lot, but he coached in, um, he's coached a lot of, he coached in Greece, he coached in England, he's, he's, and he coached um, somewhere else. Oh, he coached, um, didn't he coach Malaga? And eventually gave up because of lack of investment and everything. But I think he's, I think he's matured a lot as a coach. And I think he would be a, he would be somebody that I would like to see. If, okay. if uh, what about you, Julian? Who would you, who do you say? Uh, right now, uh, mid-season, um, like I want a coach that will get the most out of the players, and right now uh, I would say Abelardo, no question. 
Yeah. Abulardo, or like if we, okay, let's say we keep Kaleja till the end of the season, then I will try to get, go for the Getafe coach. That will be my perfect, like, uh, perfect coach. But uh, right now, uh, Abulardo. And oh. you? So, so you want defense. <laughs> defense, defense first. We have enough uh, offensive power, so we'll, yeah. that's not a worry. What about you, yep. Rob? Uh, what about you? Me. Oh. Yeah. Uh, realistically, uh, like I said, I like Pellegrini because I imagine he's going to be sacked by West Ham. That would be very hopeful. I mean, I know you talked about the wages thing. I, I don't know. Maybe you would drop his wages considering he hasn't had much success in a while. Probably realistically since Man City. Uh, Benitez might be around. I don't know if he would ever. That'd be an interesting one. I love to hear our Valencia. Uh, affectionado on uh, the VRL page, what his opinion would be like if we got Benitez. I kind of, I would quite like Benitez just to annoy him. Um, but <laughs> I don't know. There's, there's options out there, but yeah, you, you never know. You know, I, I like to give other players a chance, but I think, you know, if, if he, oh, sorry, managers to, you know, in the, in the likely chance we get Jose Mourinho or, or Guardiola, like someone like that that's going to grow as rapidly as they did. Well, I mean, maybe, possibly, that, um, you know, the, 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 there was that whole ordeal with, um, Enrique is now the manager of Spain, but he's second in command. Maybe his second, yeah. second in command would be, that'd be quite cool. Um, yeah. as I said, he's already good. four of our players. Yeah. True. <laughs> sure. He knows them well. He's been yeah. training and stealing them. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, you, you never know. Um, but yeah, that's the same. Like, that's, I, I, I like to wait until the summer and see what we, what we can do. Um, but I, I would hate for someone to sort of be, you know, if we suddenly go on a good run of form and then we sack him just for the sake of trying to get another manager in, I think that would be a bit harsh. So, uh, yeah. I'm not really sure. I'm open-minded, shall we say. Yeah, I don't think, I mean, I think the best of all possible worlds would be if we could take what, you know, nine, ten points from those next four matches. And I think, the team is not going to, you know, Villarreal is not going to be a team that says, oh, yeah, you're doing okay, but we can do better because this guy is available. That's not the way we've ever worked. So I think the, I think it's, you know, Kalea can get himself out of this if, um, if the team starts posting really good results. I think that, but I think as we've talked about today, we have concerns over the balance and how you know whether or not that'll happen but hey you know if, if in a few weeks time or a month's time we're sitting here saying wow we took 10 11 points from those games we're not going to be worrying about it mm. so but well, we seem to do better against those better sides don't we and it's the lesser sides that we struggle against and those teams are realistically top four teams as well so maybe maybe it might be better i don't know um i hope so um, it would make a nice Christmas present, wouldn't it? It would. It would. Well, thank, thanks to both of you for, for joining me today. And uh, I'll um, get this posted fairly shortly. But uh, we anything uh, real quick on the, the Valencia game this Sunday? I know it doesn't sound like either one of us are really – I think you both predicted a loss there. So um, any prediction on scoreline or how we play or anything? Uh, I'd say 2-1 Valencia, they'll get a penalty or some cheesy referee decision or something or other. Um, so yeah, I'd say 2-1 Valencia and we'll lose out. <laughs> I reckon it'd be a Samu goal again, or maybe Gerard. Julian? Uh, 2-0? Yeah, 2-0, okay. yeah. I think, yeah. 
<laughs> for Valencia, of course. <laughs> yeah. How about um, you, Alan? Uh, I'm gonna figure, uh, you know, I'm gonna figure a one-one draw. I, I, I think a USA draw. Just uh, keep us both happy. Just keep, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think a draw because I don't think Valencia are are as good as are as good, and and they've got, you know, with Marcelino gone, they've they've got issues too. Um, so I, I'm thinking we can take a point there, and and apart from last year's appalling. Performance there. We've we've generally done quite well in recent years at the Mestalla, so I'm, I'm feeling. Let's take a point. Okay. They did well against Chelsea, didn't they? Last uh, was it yesterday or something? Yeah. So, yeah. They yeah. so that, maybe maybe that that'll tire them out. They'll be. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah. uh, Do you guys know if Costa is eligible to play? Oh no, I didn't. Uh, I think he. Is, but I saw he came, apparently he came off yesterday with maybe an injury, so I wouldn't, he had, he was playing it right back too, he was, he had him on the right back, because Scott was starting on the left, Mm. so I'm not, you know, I'm not sure if he's eligible to play or not, I kind of think he is, but I don't know. I don't think we made the same mistake again, though, didn't we? Didn't we? Didn't, I'm sure like Leo Suarez scored against us, and ever since then we've never let a single player play. I think it happened with um, Anal well, as well. Didn't didn't he score against us? Even though I think we won that game, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. I'm not sure we would let that happen again. Yeah. Um, oh, I don't. I'm never quite sure on what the um, on what the criteria is for that. I mean, I know it's sort of individually negotiated, but I, I'm not sure in this case if it's something that we that we put in or not. Um, so I don't know, but as I say, he may be he may be hobbled anyway, so it might not might not be an issue. So all right. Well thank well, you yeah, thank very much and thank you very much for having us. We'll definitely have to do you, this again. Alan. Yep. Yeah we'll have to do it again. So all right. So um for Julian and Robin, this is Alan and Devavirial.